Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started today, just want to take a couple moments. First, an apology to my friend Trevor. He was so kind to come onto the show, and you know what? Life caught up. It's been a crazy freaking summer for me and Tanner, and I dedicated this week, and I said, I'm not going to rest this week until I have this out and published. So I dedicated myself, and here we are. Finally edited it. And we're talking about, well, summer movies, but you'll hear it. And I think in the future, you know, it's going to be a little bit harder to get guests. I have my home studio, but I'll probably be doing some one-man stuff, giving you a little bit of my, my brief thoughts. So be tuning in for that. Um, And also go to carvernicholas.com. I'm writing some articles about movies, obviously. And go. Tell me what you think. Share it with your friends. Share the Facebook page with your friends. Share this podcast with your friends. That's how, you know, you build up a listenership. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else imperative to tell you guys. Go to carbonnecklace.com. Listen to uh, me and my wife's podcast, Better Together. That's also on Facebook. Go like that page. Hope you guys like this show. Hopefully we have you. We still have some listeners here after the long hiatus that we've taken. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys like the show. Without further ado, here's my guest. Trevor Wills. By the way, he has an amazing radio voice. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. Bye. Me, 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 me. Okay. Will you talk just a tidbit more? Yes. I would love to talk. I really like that the microphones are like an anodized blue color. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. I don't typically go for blue, but when I see a good blue, I really appreciate it. I appreciate that. Thank you. It was the only color they had, so I was stuck with them. You know, do what you can. Mm, it's whatever. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to Experts in Film. It has been about two weeks since our last episode, and I am very excited for today's guest. It's someone that I've wanted to get on the podcast for a while, and funny story enough, at first I asked him, and he's like, I don't know, man, and then I asked him again, and he was like, I'm glad you asked me, because, yeah, I do want to come back on the podcast, <laughs> so I'm glad to have him on. It's Trevor Wills. How you doing, Trevor? I am doing well. Awesome. It is awesome to have you in the house, and we're recording again from our home studio today, and today, well, first, before we start, Trevor... What are your qualifications for being on Experts in Film? What's your favorite movie? Uh, well, I like to think I'm pretty qualified because I've been able to see my whole life and hear pretty well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> th- those have allowed me to see many movies over the years. Um, I would have to say my favorite movie, hands down, is The Dark Knight mm-hmm. uh, for a number of reasons. One, I think it is a great film, but also at that time in my life, I was really you know, finally getting into movies, getting excited about midnight premieres, uh, getting excited about, you know, an actor or an actress's whole body of work uh, and just kind of following them all. And there were some good stars in that movie. So, yeah, no, Dark Knight all the way. Way That's good. Awesome. That's a great pick. I personally just love, love that whole entire trilogy, too, I think is just expertly done. There's not a dud in that. And so I appreciate that you chose that. And we've talked about that movie before, and I think you'll probably have to come back and talk about that movie a little bit more with me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always down perfect well for the first podcast we're doing together 
I thought it'd be good. We're in, we're in the middle of summer. It's freaking hot. It is so hot outside. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, people don't want to go outside. They're like, ugh, I have pit stains from freaking 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Let's stay inside today. So today, we're going to talk about the best movies to watch during the summer. 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 <laughs> so, Trevor, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you know, I, I feel like... Uh, a very welcomed guest here and mm-hmm. so why don't you go first oh perfect <laughs> okay so instead of one particular movie today i've been thinking a lot about just like the zeitgeist of movies right now and what i came to as my movies instead of one particular actually i'm going to narrow it down to one particular movie but it's going to be my intro into a whole genre i'm going to say that any of the marvel movies are great summer flicks because like Okay, go on. You're gonna comment oh, on that. No, I was gonna. I was gonna completely agree. I mean, those are, yeah. Those I mean, are good winter flicks too. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> those are just good flicks. One hundred percent. I mean, like, and just when you think of the summer, it's like, oh, let's go out. Let's have a good time. Let's be entertained at the box. 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 <laughs> the box office. <laughs> uh, let's go be entertained at the box office. And so, and then that's kind of like the whole culture of summer movies too. I mean, like you go to the op- like the box office right now. It's Jurassic World, it's the Avengers, it's the Incredibles, it's all these blockbuster kind of fun action movies, and I think that's what people want to go see in you know the summer is they want to be elated. And Marvel, especially in these last five years, I personally think that they've kind of mastered that art of the entertaining movie. That's like wow, I want to rewatch that movie. I mean, with like Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and especially the Black Panther, Ant Man. I just feel like those movies. You can gather a bunch of people together and say, hey, let's watch this movie. And people are like, oh, yeah, I love Marvel. And it's just that brand name. And the one in particular I'm going to shout out is either Black Panther or the original Iron Man. Just because I think those are the culmination, well, the beginning and the culmination of all the Marvel movies together. And I think that you can't go wrong if you watch either one of those because it has all those elements. I mean, all the elements that you want, whether it's, you want to connect with those characters or you want these great set pieces and this great action that's more narrative driven i think you can't go wrong with a marvel movie with the exception personally of thor 2 or the first thor i think those are a little too heavy yeah those i you know those are kind of blurry in my memory Mm -hmm. i think like what you said i think marvel's got it down packed now uh Mm -hmm. they definitely had some growing periods there with with in my opinion the thor movies Mm-hmm. So. I definitely think so. I think, and I think that's where they also narrowed it down because I think that the problem there was character. I think that they had a hard time identifying that character with the larger audience. And I feel like, I mean, didn't Thor have like really light colored eyebrows in the first one? Yes, he did, and that's the- something that was like <laughs> not a good look. Man. Even looking at the movie cover, it just kind of makes me feel weird inside. But, <laughs> <laughs> but- <laughs> this is giving me uncomfy feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like like in a. Never mind. I was going to make a Dragon Ball Z reference, but I don't really want to go that, down that road right now. But uh, to, to echo what you said, you know, I would definitely agree. Iron Man 1 is great. I mean, that came out the same year as Dark Knight. That's true. Yeah, and that was huge because both those movies did completely different things. You know, Dark Knight was a standalone trilogy. But Iron Man kicking off the cinematic universe. I mean, and, and for me, that's, that's what really introduced Robert Downey Jr. to me because I, I hear, uh, and I've even gone back and watched some of his earlier work, and they mm-hmm. were really good. And then he had all that stuff go on, and then he he really came back with Iron Man 1 and, and just has been killing it since. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like Iron Man 1 was it's like the establishment of Robert Downey Jr., the brand. Not just like the actor, but like, oh, Robert Downey Jr., what up? Like, And then you kind of know going into that movie what you're going to get from Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, I would say even his like press and the promotion of that movie. You know, he, he I was a big Jimmy Fallon fan at that time. I still am. He's hilarious. But uh, Robert Downey Jr. would go on these late night talk shows. And my dad kind of scoffed and said, oh, I don't like how arrogant he is. And I was like, are you kidding me? He's Tony Stark. And I just <laughs> thought it was cool because it seemed like he was literally Tony Stark. He wasn't just portraying him. But in real life, and if you go back and watch those interviews, it was really entertaining. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can't get... And I just think with those two, for like what it was at the time... I mean, and that movie still holds up pretty well right now, too. I mean, it still is... I guess... I mean, it's not as... I guess groundbreaking as like Black Panther or even the new Avengers, but it's just to see where they came from and just to go back to the roots. It's like, wow, this started it all. Isn't this crazy good? So, but that's just my pick. Is there any standalone Marvel movies to you that you think are like, yeah, this is the culmination. This is the best one. They've made 20 movies. So you have enough to pick from. (laughs) Um, I don't know if there's one I could say is a good representation of all of them or a good culmination, uh, but I really enjoyed uh, the Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Great one. That one was intense. Just the action in there was great. Um, Captain America just kicking everyone in the face. <laughs> just the, <laughs> the drama of bringing Bucky back and all that. Oh, that was... Um, I Man, I think that is a good summer flick because of... Like you're you're kind of anxious watching it, and you, that one really pulled me in at least. Um, uh, entertaining through and through. That one was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. My brother, I didn't see it in theaters, and then he was saying like, "Oh yeah, to go see Winter Soldier." I think it was on my mission when it came out. Actually, he's like, "Yeah, you got to go see it," and I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, is it really that good?" And I was like, "This actually pretty much holds up." And the Winter Soldier is so dope in that movie. Yeah. Like, he is super sick. Yeah. But, you know, enough about Marvel movies. Tell me a little bit about what do you think are the classic summer movies that you should watch? Uh, I typically default to comedies. And also, at this point, um, you know, I actually don't see a lot of movies in theaters right now. We got a little, we got an infant. And so Who we. Who is very cute, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> She's a very cute girl. Um, but most of our movies come, she goes to bed. We just watch it in the living room. And, you know, we're doing that. Uh, legally downloaded stuff so you know <laughs> we rent it on youtube or uh or watch it on netflix so we don't watch you know a ton but i would say one of my favorite summer flicks is a lesser known one it's called big trouble it's uh it's a comedy with tim allen in it uh dj qualls if you know who that is he's just like a lanky like if a toothpick became a human like that's <laughs> dj qualls um is his name dj or is he a dj no no his name is Oh, you know, he might be a DJ. I don't, no, I doubt he's a DJ. I think that's just his name. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, I would not go to one of his concerts. If, Anyways. Um, it's just a really funny movie about a lot of things going wrong and a lot of things being uh, misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just leads to a really good time. Uh, oh, you know who else is in it is... Um, uh, what's his name? He, oh, he plays in The Hunger Games as the announcer. Help me out here. Oh, Fetch. Uh, is it uh oh and he's in devil wears prada uh oh stanley tucci yeah that's it that's it yeah. that's it i was also thinking of it. he's in the lovely bones as well 
but he's also a serial killer in that movie, so that's oh. that might not be a good representation of Stanley Tucci. But go on, he's just a creep in this one. <laughs> really? <laughs> just, yeah. So like, I, that, that's a that's a that movie came about because my older sister and my mom one night uh, my older sister came home with it she'd rented it like hey this might be good my mom and my older sister stayed up all night they watched it twice because the first time they just laughed their butts off the whole time are you serious yeah play it again we wake up the next morning so this i don't know must have been like a friday night or something we wake Mm -hmm. up saturday morning and they're just like oh my gosh we rented this dvd you guys have to watch it uh we watched it. it it's an instant classic in my family big trouble so wait the movie's called big trouble I've actually never heard of that movie. What's that movie about? Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. So it's just about a bunch of things going wrong. Yeah. Just so many things going wrong. Um, I wouldn't even be able to pinpoint a main character just because there's so, so many characters in and out. But basically, Tim Allen, he works at a marketing agency, hates his job, and he's he's been divorced. Uh, he's got like a high school-age son who thinks he's a loser. And so he's battling that. He's trying not to be a loser in life. Uh, the son, meanwhile, is just you know caught up with his friends. They play this game called Assassin, where uh. they sneak up on their classmates and they they shoot them with a squirt gun, and they kill them. And and, and I don't know how that works. But anyways, I've actually played that game, kind of like oh I shoot you, and then you have to tell me who you were supposed to shoot. Yeah, we played that in my high school, and a kid crashed into another kid's car and it got banned. Oh, but go on. That sounds like it would be in the movie. Um, it's funny because <laughs> there there's one part of the movie where they're playing this Assassin game. And uh, he's got the squirt gun. He's about to shoot this girl in his class. And Andy Richter is a security guard at a mall. And he's been drinking on the job. And so he thinks it's a real gun. And so he chases him down. Um, and then he gets busted by Patrick Warburton, who's a cop, who plays Kronk. Uh-huh. And, and, <laughs> and Patrick Warburton's just like, you know, a big, good-looking cop. And, and anyway, that's okay. That's besides the point. Um, the girl in his class who's trying to shoot... Her dad is a total jerk and, and is way in illegal stuff and is just a creep all around. And there's some people, there's a hitman that's been hired to kill her dad in real life. Um, I don't really know. It's not making sense. Big trouble, though. There's just trouble all throughout that the film. That sounds like a lot of trouble right there's there. There's a bum that looks like Jesus, and uh, the housemaid literally thinks he is Jesus for a second, but he just loves Fritos, and he's just real chill. Johnny Knoxville is in it, but not the typical Johnny Knoxville role. I, I So he's not getting beat up? Yeah, I kind of asked you to ask me about this movie to give a synopsis, and now I completely regret it because it's just a mess. This but, movie sounds a lot like, to me, have you ever seen Better Off Dead uh, I, with John Cusack? No, I've never watched it. but That's okay. That movie is a culmination of so oh, much. Oh, wait. No, I have seen it. That's the skiing one, right? Yeah, that's the skiing yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what this movie's sounding a lot like to me. Maybe not probably the same vein. It's probably a little bit more structured than Better Off Dead. I will say my wife loves Better Off Dead, and she also very much liked Big Trouble. Really? Yeah. Okay. My then- final plug for Big Trouble is there is a scene in the movie where Patrick Warburton uh, gets his police uniform stolen. He runs naked through an airport. And it's, you know, it's completely family-friendly. Like, you don't see anything. You just see, you know, waist up. Uh, But it's so funny because his character in the movie uh, enjoys the thrill of being naked so much that his character becomes a stripper. (laughs) 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 It's like one of those, you know, like in uh, true stories, they always tell what happens with all the characters. And and his at the end is he he became a stripper and he quit the police force. That is so funny. It's just all around just a hilarious movie. Um they diss on the car, the geos, the geo cars, those little bubble cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just more and more is coming to mind. I haven't watched it in a while, but 
so stupid. A lot of big trouble that happens in it. It's so funny though. <laughs> and Stanley Tucci just has some amazing lines. And is, is he the father, the creep? Yeah, he's the creep, and he's also mixed up in illegal things. And uh, mm-hmm. he he's just a weirdo. He's <laughs> just so funny. It's just such a funny movie. Okay, guys, big trouble. I was about to say big trouble, little China again. <laughs> Tim Allen, big trouble. Go watch it. I'm probably gonna go watch it this week because I'm on a serious movie fast right now kind of where i'm just like there's just so much heavy stuff going on just like comedies make you feel good they put you in a better disposition and so i'm trying to stay away from like a bunch of serious stuff and watch more lighthearted, feel good stuff yeah it's made a difference man it's made a difference in my mood i'm not gonna lie yeah what also helps is to watch you know serious movies in like a different language some languages are really funny to listen to so i'm gonna have to watch one in german yeah (laughs) 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 I used to watch a bunch of movies in Spanish to try to keep my language, and it just got so, I don't want to say boring, but just so out there, because I was just like, this is so, because like, and it doesn't translate perfectly, yeah. it's like I'm watching a movie, and they just don't go one-to-one, and so I, sometimes I just get caught up on the language of it, I'm like, that's not, that's not how you would say that, guys, <laughs> but what do I know, I'm not a professional interpreter. All right, big trouble. Um, so that, that's a good pick. Uh, for a good summer movie, but also, I just think the comedy genre in general, I think, is a good, good option for the summer. Um, mm-hmm. I personally love Tim Allen movies, just because when I grew up, I'd go to my grandparents' house, and all we would watch is uh, Home Improvement. <laughs> What's so, the, can you do the noise? <laughs> <laughs> That's my best impersonation of yeah. it. But uh, I love a comedy because I think that summer just has that vibe. You know, people are always looking out for for summer. So I totally, I'm very grateful that you brought up the comedy because I was just like, is he going to like say, I think everyone should watch The Revenant for summer. (laughs) (laughs) Because, and I'm glad you said that because I do think that comedies intrinsically hold kind of like those summer values of like kind of like that laid back nature, you know. People don't want to like be super depressed during the summer, which I also like, I have a bone to pick with the new Sicario movie because it is super dark. I'm like you guys just would have waited like three months i think it would have done a lot better but that's just me personally but who knows i could be crazy they're probably just trying to ride that uh thanos uh excitement oh another, get another josh brawlin phone film out there yeah i can't talk very well josh brawlin film i reckon trevor got that josh brawlin film well hi that purple guy's got a new movie let's go watch that <laughs> the john brawlin film oh man trevor that is so funny to me. I'm just dying. John Bromfell. But uh, anyway, so if you could recommend any other movie to the summer, I just want to shout out one other one, and I want to discuss this, because as we were talking, something came to mind. And it's not a movie. It's a filmmaker, Steven Spielberg. And in particular, I'm thinking of Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just because I was like, Oh my gosh, as we were talking, I was like, you know what other movies are amazing? Those two, as like a summer movie, because Jaws like invented the blockbuster, and like Indiana Jones is just like, probably one of the most rewatchable movies of all time, just because it is so entertaining. So, in your opinion, out of all of Steven Spielberg's works, between like Jaws, any of the Indiana Jones, is there also one that you'd be like, oh, I would choose that one as a good summer flick? Oh, Steven Spielberg, um... And this is just out of the blue. That's something that came to my mind. Yeah. Uh, 
I really like Ready Player One, but I can't say that that's his best. I, that, that's just so recent, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's totally fine. You can say that one. This is totally fine. You can. Did he like, do? Oh, man, I might embarrass myself here. Did he do Jurassic Park? He did the very first one. Yeah. Yes. I would. I would put that down. That one's amazing. I do. Now, have you seen any of the newer ones? Uh, yeah, I have not seen the latest one. What's the latest one? The Lost Kingdom? Fallen Kingdom, Fallen Kingdom, something. I keep King, on calling right? it Forbidden Kingdom, and Forbidden. I get corrected all the time. And they're like, Ooh. no, it's not that. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I, I need to see that one. Like I said, you know, we haven't done the movie theaters a whole lot lately. Um, but, you know, they're good. Um, my wife and I just watched the second one. Um, Jurassic Park 2? Yeah, the, that's The Lost World. Yes, it is. Don't watch that one. I mean, that's an okay one, but you've probably already seen it, so just, you know. Just skip it? Yeah, just, you don't need to revisit that one. But the first one, I think it's a great summer blockbuster. I had never seen the first one in completion. I've seen, like, bits and pieces here and there, like, on TV, but Tanner made me sit down and watch the whole entire thing this year, and, like, I was watching it, and I was bewildered. I was like, this is amazing. How have I not seen this movie before? Yeah. Like when the T Rex breaks out and eats that one guy, I was like, "This is which, which one? Which one is it? When the jeeps are parked and yeah, train? when the jeeps are parked and they eat that guy on the toilet? On the to- <laughs> yeah. See, that would if I were in a movie, if I were in that movie, that would be me. Like I on the toilet getting eaten. Yeah, probably. I go to the bathroom a lot. That guy was just hiding. I'd like to say I'd be Jeff Goldblum, just because I what like, I just want to lay that lay down on a table and be like. Hey, what's up? You ever heard of Chaos Theory? Plus, you look good in black. And he wore a lot of black in those films. <laughs> he did. Well, man after my own heart, I appreciate <laughs> that. Trevor, if you could shout out at this point in time, any movie in theaters right now, what would you tell the audience at home to go see? Uh, Ant-Man. Um, did you go see it? No, not yet. And I, I, I don't think I would change it, though, just from what I've heard about it and based on the first Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Ant-Man's hilarious. It's so lighthearted. I think of all of them, I think Ant-Man takes its movies the least serious mm-hmm. and just really goes for the outrageous jokes and the outrageous comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's something I really appreciate. And that, you know, I ah, I need to go see it. Again, the theater thing. Um, hey, no one here is judging you. It's just <laughs> me and you. Yeah. I know your situation now, the, the viewer, the listener at home. They're like, oh, he has a kid. And I get that. <laughs> I get that. But I mean, and plus... No offense to Victoria. She is a handful sometimes. She loves to bounce off the wall sometimes. Yeah, we use a lot of babysitters during the day too, so it's it's hard to justify getting more for the evening. But anyways, um, Ant-Man would be hands down my recommendation. I mean, kind of based on the conversation earlier just about how well Marvel is doing. Mm-hmm. But then particularly in the universe, I feel like Ant-Man is very lighthearted, uh, very family-friendly. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, just the, the previews, I've watched those several times. They're... It looks hilarious. <laughs> I loved. By the way, on that note of it being hilarious and doesn't take itself too seriously, I think after Avengers, we need a little <laughs> bit of a lighthearted break. Yes. Just because Avengers is just so, oh my gosh. Like, If you haven't watched the Avengers yet, you know, tough. I'm about to spoil it. At the end when everyone's like getting whisked away from the ashes thing, you know, from Thanos. Uh-huh. At that point, I was just like, Oh my gosh, like, how are they going to bounce back from this movie? Because it's like the most heavy Marvel movie ever made, hands down. Plus, how many times did you see that movie? Uh, We saw it twice, so. 
Yeah, I only saw it once, and then at that, I was like, I can't do that again. Yeah, you know, I went to see it again for a few key scenes. Uh, but yeah, but the feeling afterwards was the exact same. It was just, just kind of a downer. My wife said it was like watching her childhood die. I wouldn't go that far to say that, but uh, it, was, it was pretty rough. I'm going to say it was Sydney on this one, because like, when I was watching that, I was like, this is like when, for us, our generation especially, like we were watching these movies when we were like junior high, high school, so it was like when we could be like, yeah, like I get movies now, you know, like you're coming into that. So in a film point of view, this is kind of like our, it's a generational thing, and like that whole entire crew just gets wiped off the face of the earth. It was just like, oh, I lost my uncle in there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty heart-wrenching. That's just my personal opinion, though. Trevor? It has been an honor having you. I just like to recap for the people at home. In your personal opinion, what are the best forms to watch a movie in the summer? Like, what's the experience for you going into a movie? Maybe I should answer this question first so you get an idea. Last summer, me and Cameron, you know Cameron, we did a flick and flow. Hi, Cameron. Hey, Cameron, what's up? We did a flick and flow, which is where you watch a movie in the pool and we watch Jaws. And so... In your personal experience, what is the summer setup that you need in order to have the full enjoyment of watching a movie? You know, when you started to ask that question, I I immediately thought of watching a movie in a pool on a projector. Um, I've never done that, but that's just what I thought of. I think that'd be sweet. Really? Yeah, but I think with the summer movie, I think rules don't apply at all. You know, like if you want to watch, yeah. My wife and I just sat down and watched uh, Midnight Special the other night. It's a relatively low-budget movie. It just focuses on story, and we kind of watched it in the same vein, like, my wife made popcorn, but that was it. We didn't even, like, drink anything while we watched it. Normally, we get some, like, water or Gatorade, but it was just just, just butter popcorn. We just watched the movie, and it was a good little thinker. It was fun. There's other times where, you know, you watch a movie like Ant-Man. You get a bunch of friends over, and you all just laugh at the screen, or maybe you go, you browse through the Harry Potter movies, or you go watch Jaws in the pool. Like, mm-hmm. I, think, I think about summer, get in the AC, chill, don't get too caught up, uh, and don't make the plans too heavy but just enjoy the flick man i love that for the person at home recap of this episode best summer movies what was it um big trouble oh big trouble i gotta plug that one. not enough people know about that it's so i actually have never heard of that movie so when you said that i was like big trouble in little china (laughs) yeah i get that a lot it's it's just not well known but it's so funny and and it could just be a like maybe my family thinks it's funny maybe else thinks it's dumb but I don't know. I think there's got to be a few other families out there that really like it. I am positive that there are people out there that's like, well, we want to watch a good comedy. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Also, I this is a whole other podcast for another time, but I have something about comedies where I don't think enough of them are being made just because I feel like there's too many like genre movies, so it's either like we're gonna it's either gonna be an action movie, a horror movie, a drama. Well, isn't it like a money thing too? Don't the comedies don't do as well overseas? Yeah. Which yeah. is, I mean, come on. Yeah. got a few more good comedies exactly and i think that a comedy is a harder movie to write personally and is, again we'll, let's get together and talk about what makes a good comedy <laughs> um but yeah those are my final thoughts not enough are being made and i think that the best comedies are the best movies like hunt for the wilder people or little miss sunshine or and i would like to say this take this with a grain of salt the hangover just because <laughs> like they're the stupidest movies, but they're the movies that you want to quote. I'm going to say Step Brothers too, just because those are the movies that you're going to quote and remember for ages. Cause Pro- probably think because the beard. I'm a hair- Wait, that's not Step Brothers. That's, that's the other guy. That's the other guy. <laughs> probably think because the beard. I'm a hairy guy, but uh, shaved. shaved. <laughs> yeah, no. 
<laughs> yeah, does Will Ferrell? He's had a great career. He's given us a lot of good ones. Oh, and see, just like that, you just gotta go and make those movies because I mean, those are the ones that get remembered. Definitely. Oh, I was about to say. I, I was gonna say the Sandlot quote, but I just totally forgot him. I was like, uh, oh no, <laughs> I know that one. Uh, Heroes run, get remembered. Benny, run. Oh. Run, thought, Benny, run? Yeah, when he was getting chased by the dog. I thought someone said that. N- I'm sure. Go ahead. What was your quote? <laughs> Heroes can't remember. Legends never die. That's Yeah, that's a better quote. Thank you. I appreciate that. Instead of run, Benny, run? Yeah. Or th- forever. <laughs> forever. Forever. Yeah. Oh, man. Whatever. But anyway, Spielberg movies. And we're going to give a shout out to Jurassic Park. <sighs> Thank you for the roar. Marvel movies. And then... Big Trouble. Big Trouble. With Tim Allen. Do you uh, know a year? Uh, I'm going to guess like 1997, but I don't actually know. Everybody, go look up Big Trouble. I'm probably going to look that up this week because I have never watched it. Movie night? Yeah. I'm In down if you're down. I'm down if we can find a pool. Let's do it, man. Let's do it, bro. All right. This has been another episode of Experts in Film. Thank you guys for tuning in. Trevor, anything you want to shout out? Anyone you want to shout out? Uh, hey Sid, that's my wife. What I'm sure up? she's gonna listen to this episode just for you. Yeah, no, I think she will be. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you guys hopefully next week. Bye. <laughs>